welcome to the See You in the Morning podcast. Here, Craig Price and I, Cammie Wilcox, are on a quest to interview each member of the Calvin and Margaret Price family. Let's see who we're interviewing today. Katie, I'm so excited. I can't, it's been a while. (laughs) (laughs) It has been a little while. Today, we're interviewing Katie Castellaw-Williams, the oldest child of Janelle and Michael Castella. Uh, Janelle is the middle child of Cal and Margaret Price. Can you tell us about your childhood? What memories do you have from being a kid? Because mm. I don't remember a ton about being little. Um, I know that we lived in Hermiston growing up. Um, I know that, you know, obviously we used to love to play and run around the house. And in the middle of our house, we had this like, Oh, I can't remember what you would even call it, but like a pillar with the, that kind of was in the middle of like the kitchen, dining room and family room. And so we would love to just chase each other and run around that a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember memories of that quite frequently um, with you and Megan. Um, I also remember like um, just, you know, just kind of stuff like that playing outside. And then when we were, when I was, in fifth grade sixth grade we moved to portland i remember more about the portland time than any other time i think maybe because it was a little more traumatic um lots of things to remember yeah we lived on 17th street in portland and what memories do you have from there (laughs) i don't remember if you talked about this or not do you remember like how it had like this covered porch on this house Mm -hmm. and we used to climb out the windows (laughs) <laughs> and walk from on top of the porch like all the way around the house to the back and climb back in that window well so upstairs well then we could hear mom running like one of us would stand at the window and say mom's coming mom's coming and so we'd hear mom coming up the up the stairs and we would run as fast as we could to get back inside there like <laughs> so Craig, we sure. were walking on the roof so we would go out the second story window and we would walk around to another second story window and go inside (laughs) and we would do this regularly and then but Megan never would because she was afraid of heights and she never wanted to and then finally I convinced her to do it (laughs) (laughs) and that was the one time my mom caught us (laughs) Megan was so mad (laughs) and Megan's probably like what did you guys get me into exactly (laughs) funny enough though there were actually times that people would call my mom and say uh like when it was so katie and megan would go to school but cody and i were too small and so cody and i would walk on the roof and sometimes he'd go by himself and like pee off the roof (laughs) so (laughs) neighbors would call and say um your child is peeing off the roof again (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> way to be a boy cody right <laughs> sure he's gonna love to hear this <laughs> was this house blue it was yeah. okay so i for some reason i kept thinking from my childhood i remember us coming up as a family in my dad's green jeep and i couldn't remember the house but i think it was this one because uh it was, was probably it not the yellow this? one we only lived in this one for like nine months And then we moved to the yellow one. You guys definitely came to the yellow one. It had a billboard. That house had a billboard over the garage. That was a very cool feature. (laughs) 
to my young mind. I'm sure my parents did not love it because sometimes the pictures were a little inappropriate and they'd be like, gosh, guys. I remember them talking about that frequently or like the cigarette ads. Yep. Like whatever they were, like, why are they putting that here? Like, yeah. That house. Well, back to the blue house for a minute. Do you remember? You probably don't, but Megan and I, I convinced Megan that she needed to save all of her milk money because we were going to go to Dairy Queen on our way home. And so she saved her milk money, I think for a week. And so then we went to Dairy Queen after and got dilly bars. And so we were late coming home. And so my mom's like, where are they? So mom is walking to meet us and we were walking with dilly bars. And I was like, oh no, like we are going to be in so much trouble. Oh, I completely remember that because Cody and I were with her. And yes, she was not happy. And again, poor Megan, she was such a good kid. (laughs) Oh, but yes, and I remember we were so jealous. But sometimes when we lived at that house, (laughs) mom would take Cody and I to get chicken littles at KFC. Uh Uh-huh. I remember that. I loved those. She used to take us to get, yeah, the little dollar ones at the time or something. Uh They were cheap. Yeah. They were good. They were good. We moved to the yellow house. And that one was kind of next to a busy street on one side. There was kind of like a, I wouldn't call it a cliff, but like a big hill that it was on. And then on the other side was just another road. So it wasn't. And then there was an office building next door with like a big parking lot. We used to ride our bikes in. Mm -hmm. And then down the street was, I would say probably a block or two was a 7-Eleven. And then another little bit was the middle or junior high. Like, I remember, I don't know if you remember this, Cammie, like we would like save pennies and go to the go to 7-Eleven and get pennies or bubble gum or get bubble gum or penny candy or do you remember that? Yep. And then up the hill a little bit. So across the street and up the hill, there was a, like a thrift way or something like a little, um, grocery store. Yeah. Grocery store. And sometimes we'd go up there and buy candy. I never, I don't remember venturing that far. Oh, I do. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that mom knew, but (laughs) I did. <laughs> she knows now. She does. <laughs> she does. You know, I remember too growing up, like dad always taught us a lot about service and helping other people. And a couple of winters, we got some snow in Portland. I mean, it wasn't like Hermiston growing up where there's tons of snow, but like there was an elderly lady that lived across the street and up this road, a couple houses. And so we would always go and shovel her walk. And like dad taught us how important that was. Just because, like, making sure that she was taken care of, and that was one thing we could do for her. One time she gave us peppermint ice cream, and I remember we were so disappointed. Like, (laughs) this is gross. (laughs) This should not be an ice cream. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Do you remember upstairs in that house, Cammie? It had, like, up at the top was kind of like almost like a little A-frame-ish. And so that house is old and it had like these built-ins upstairs. The blue house had them too. Yeah, but, like, they're just go like attic storage, storage space. Yeah. But I remember, I think I talked Cody into going back in those. Was it Cody or you? <laughs> I don't remember. I definitely we went so in them. <laughs> we were so scared of them. They smelled so musty. They did, and they had like old skis and stuff in them that weren't ours. Yeah, There's lots of stuff in there. Uh huh. People had just left. I just wanted, what age were you then, Katie, in the yellow house? 
Do you remember? So it was probably um, so fifth, fifth, six, seven, eight. So probably four to eight, somewhere like that. I remember I went to Bilquist Elementary School. So we were in the we lived in the yellow house for a while. There's lots of things that happened then. Mom's first surgery was like the first day of junior high for me. So tell us what that day was like for you. Oh, I don't why you remember it was like. Why I remember it just because like, well, I knew that like, like I knew mom would be okay. Like, I think growing up, like mom and dad did a really good job helping us like instill faith in us and prayers and blessings and knowing that like, um things would be okay. Like we knew that. Um, but it was still hard. Like, and obviously the first day of any time you're going to a new school and like middle school is hard enough. And then adding that on was a little tough. Um, I know that, you know, during that, my middle school years, like I spent some time in the counseling office crying, um, just cause some days were hard. Like when mom was having a rough day or when like, um, when she had surgeries, those were hard days. Like, and I was grateful for those counselors cause like there wasn't a lot they could do to help me really, other than just let me cry. <laughs> and, and I'm yeah. sure it was hard for them, but I think, um, honestly, like their support and help was really good because I think it helped me realize that I wanted to give back and help other people too, because life can be hard and challenging sometimes, even though it's good. Like, what a cool life lesson though. Yeah. Like for you, I mean, obviously <laughs> I, I never actually went to a school counselor, but thing, I don't remember anything as big as like your mom's surgery and, and my family's life that young. Maybe yeah. maybe up until Alan lost his finger, but really I don't remember too much before that. So, I mean, at least there was someone to talk to. Or like you said, maybe they didn't help or didn't know how to help, but at least were a listening ear. Mm-hmm. They it's were. interesting how different that experience is for you too, right? Like when I, I was so much younger that um, – like, I was like, oh, let's go to the hospital. Like, it was all rainbows and sunshine <laughs> for me. And, like, I didn't, I don't think I experienced the severity of it um, like you did. Yeah, I think it was hard sometimes being the oldest. Like, a couple of things I think about. Like, one time, um, one time I was coming out of school and I knew that and I heard ambulance sirens and I knew it was for mom. And so I was like, okay, like, so I kind of hurried home just because I was like, something's wrong. Something's not okay. Like, you know, and I didn't live that far. So as I'm coming home and I'm across the street and I, mom's coming out on a stretcher and they're putting her in the ambulance and I'm sure my eyes were huge and I was crying, like, what is going on? Like, and so, um, but I had the distinct impression that mom would be okay. Um, I knew that she'd be okay. Like, and the spirit like told me that she'd be okay. Even, even though I knew it was, you know, and I think the spirit told me and prepped me that it was my mom too. Um, anyway, Debbie Edwards comes across the street and she's like, it's okay. We're just taking your mom. You'll be all right. Like, so I go in and I start to cry and then you guys start coming home. And so I'm like, Oh, okay. I'll be all right. We can take care of this. We got this. Like, it'll be okay. And, um, so then one of the neighbor ladies comes after you guys are home and she's like, are you guys okay? Like, I'm like, yeah, we'll be fine. I got this. Like, <laughs> I can be a mom. Put on a strong <laughs> face. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sure that she was probably trying to, you know, see what she could do to help. But I'm like, well, I don't know what you can do. Like, 
anyway, so, and I'm sure, I don't know what we did, but I'm sure it was a little nerve wracking for all of us. But I don't know if I even told you guys. I just said mom was at the hospital, like, and that was nothing new. Like, right. Yeah. But that was, that was kind of traumatic, but also something that I think helped build my faith for a long time. Like, of a foundation to know like the spirit prompts you and works through you and like can help and comfort you. Oh, that is really cool. Yeah. That was one of the first like overwhelming, like comforting things that I felt, I think. Yeah. I think one of the other experiences during that time was when grandma came to live with us. I love grandma so much, but I had never had sandwiches that had butter and mayonnaise on them. I was probably not very nice because I was, you know. Because you were in middle school. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's fair. I'm like, what the heck are you doing, Grandma? Why would you put this on here? Like, this is so gross. Like, (laughs) not how we eat sandwiches. (laughs) Well, I think you also kind of went through like. As they were trying to figure out what was wrong with mom, it's not like it was like, oh, mom has these symptoms. These are the diagnosis. Boom, boom, boom. We're going to do surgery. It was a slow progression of increasingly uh, difficult symptoms that they couldn't figure out. And so over Mm -hmm. time, there were many days where mom had a headache and dizziness and it was hard for her to get out of bed or off the couch. And so as time went on, you and Megan and ever so slightly me started doing a little (laughs) bit more around the house. Yeah. And so then you, like, I know you made us dinner regularly. And um, so then when grandma came and was like, all right, kids, I got this. I think there was a little bit of a, um, but, but I got this type of like situation where you felt like, well, (laughs) we, we were doing fine a certain way. And I was, I was okay. Yeah, it was a little bit of culture shock. And I don't think I knew exactly where my place was at that point, which was probably a good problem to have because grandma really wanted me to be a kid yeah, and go back and yeah. like enjoy life. Like, which I'm grateful for grandma for that, like coming in and stepping in and helping. Um, but it was hard. Like the role has changed. I mean, anytime you do that situation would be hard. And I feel for you guys, cause I'm sh- your dad, you know, he's still having to work and provide and, and be with your mom. And so I'm sure he still wasn't around a ton. No, he did the best he could. And honestly, when he, um, well in, in Portland, it was better. Like growing up, like when we lived in Hermiston and after like dad was gone throughout the week, he was only home on the weekends. Um, but in Portland, it was better because he could be home every night. But when mom was in the hospital, dad would go up and visit mom every night. And so it was nice when grandma was there because there was somebody there. Like, I yeah. think that was really hard for dad when like, he was really torn. Right. Be with your wife at the hospital or home with your kids. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that that ward we were in did a lot for us because I remember many times like they would bring us food. You know, like and as kids, spinach soup. Yeah, that was really memorable. I talked to dad about that one time, and he's like, "He's like, you think I liked that spinach? Soup? <laughs> <laughs> so you guys would eat it." Like, oh my gosh! <laughs> no, 
Craig, it was so it was before spinach had a moment, right? So when everybody realized spinach tasted good and was delicious and good for you. And so uh, it was it was this um, it was basically like a a, a clear broth yep, with I remember. giant leaves of <laughs> yes. green. Like there was yes. no cut up spinach in this. It was like a giant floating leaf in your bowl. Foggy <laughs> leaf. Soggy leaf. leaf that's been boiled so it's gross and then in a broth and that was it like that's all I remember is like broth and leaf and yeah yep that was that was dinner oh and we were such terrible kids we're like no wonder her kids are so skinny <laughs> we were awful <laughs> oh, oh but it was man. so nice when- when sometimes people would bring pizza or something that we were so excited to eat. Yeah, like a special treat or even like yeah. a casserole. I think we were pretty open to a lot of things, but yeah. Not that spinach soup. I that spinach oh, soup, I tell you. <laughs> spinach soup will always be infamous at our house. It will be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. No, but we had, there. I don't know, the ward members did a lot for us during that time, like I really think like they did way more than you would think. Like just because of moms, like it was a lot of years of mom yeah. stuff. One time, like I used to babysit sometimes as I got older because I wanted to buy certain school clothes and school supplies because there were certain things that I liked. Anyway, um, this one time I was like, mom, take me to the mall. I really want to go shopping. I was a little, little bit of a brat because I don't know. I wasn't probably very nice, but I really wanted to go shopping. And mom's like, I have a headache. It's really hard to drive right now. Like, just like eventually she finally caved and we went. And if I remember right, I think mom got pulled over. Sound familiar? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a little memorable because the kids were in the back. I think mom had the blazer at this point. Yep. And I was in the front. You guys were all in the back. Anyway, and Cody was up out of his seat bouncing around. anyway so mom got like this big like talking to about cody being seatbelted in like anyway mom mom was very kind to take me to the store even though it was not something that she really wanted to do and i think that she was trying to sacrifice so that i could have what i wanted thinking i remember like during middle school this one time this is probably really embarrassing maybe i shouldn't maybe you should just splice it out but (laughs) I wore these white shorts to school one day. Like, I loved these white shorts. Anyway, <laughs> I was sitting in the cafeteria eating lunch, and somebody walked by, and, like, my chocolate, like, they bumped the table, and so my chocolate milk just spilled all over Aww. me in the front. Like, <laughs> it was horrible then. It's really funny now. It was horrible then. And so I called mom, and I was, like, mortified, right? You're in junior high. Like, you're mortified. Right. So anyway, mom, mom, bless her heart. Like, brought me new shorts. Like, it was really hard Aww. for her. Yeah. Like, kudos to mom. Like, yeah. Anyway. Even when it was a really hard day, she was like, okay, I can do this. Yeah, exactly. Aww. Yeah. When did the, so you guys moved to Hermanston at some point. When did, the, did you guys help build the shed there? Is that something you guys did as a family? Yeah, we built the, the shop. The garage. Yeah, garage, the garage, I guess. Did I hear right, Katie? Was that your bedroom at one point? (laughs) (laughs) 
so growing up in Hermiston, my parents like had a house that had three bedrooms, right? And two baths. So for a long time, the three girls shared a room growing up, really for almost all of growing up. So at one point in high school, I think I got really frustrated and moved myself out to the room, the fruit room in the back of the, the shop or garage <laughs> and set up my room out there. And I had a bed. I had a little. Yeah, I don't remember how old if it was in high school or if it was after high school. But yeah, I did do that. And there was no bathroom out there. Nope, no bathroom, which is why I never lived out there. I was, <laughs> was like, don't move me out. I'm not going. <laughs> That's also different. Katie's like, yeah, I was like, Katie's like, I'm ready to go. Just give me my own space. <laughs> yeah, it's also different when you, your older sisters are gone. Right. Yeah. No, it worked out okay for me. And like growing up, of course, like the youngest of three girls is like, yeah, I share with my older sisters. It's great. We chat at night. Like, and that was true. something Katie hated. Oh my gosh, you hated it. When Megan and I would keep talking, you're like, shut up, go to sleep. <laughs> but I always mm. thought it was great. So then when you guys moved out, I got the smaller room and the boys got the big room. And then mom and dad were stuck when you were like, okay, we're coming home from college. And so then Megan got the boot too. So she got to sleep out in the garage with you. Yep. (laughs) So so much for your own space. They even call it the girls room still. Like the storage area in the back. They're like, oh yeah, out in the girls room. That is true. I hadn't thought about that. What was yeah. it being the three girls and then adding Cody? Were you guys excited or do you feel like it like it was a little different once there was a boy? I don't remember that because I, when Jamie was born, we were super excited. Like Jamie was 16 when I was or I was 16 when Jamie was born. So life size doll. Excited. Yeah, I think Katie would have been 6 when Cody was born. So okay, it was so kind of a... like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, four kids and six years. years. Yeah. yeah. So it was just normal life at that point. Yeah, I don't remember that being any different. To be yeah, honest, yeah, he was I just mean, part of the mix. Yep. Other than we dressed him up in slips. Oh yeah, he was a doll. <laughs> like we yeah. definitely put curlers in his hair and put slips on him, and yeah. I'm sure we painted his fingernails, except it had to be clear. <laughs> yep. Don't worry, Cody. Aaron and Carrie did the same thing to me and Brett. So <laughs> we're right there with you. When Jamie was born, though, like I or when I don't know if you remember this, Cammy, but like mom and dad brought us all into on their bed and we all sat down and chatted for a minute. And mom and dad are like, so we feel like our family's not complete and it's kind of empty still. So just to let you know. Mom's pregnant and we're going to have another baby. And we were super excited. Like, I was super excited. Um, do you remember that, Kimmy? Yeah, I was in sixth grade. Um, so, yeah, I was 12 years older than Jamie. Um, and I remember when he was born and they called the school. Because back then, like, they didn't know if it was going to be a boy or a girl. And so they called the school and left a message. And so I got a little slip of paper that said, your mom had a baby. It's a boy. And that was it. Oh, that's wild. <laughs> Isn't that fun? Yeah, I remember, like, for, when we went to go visit him, like, his name was going to be Gavin. Yep. And so 
we were all trying to remember his name and we could not remember his name for the life of us oh we were terrible we're like is yeah. it given what's his name <laughs> Gavin? yeah and then finally dad said that's not his name we'll tell you later <laughs> <laughs> but i remember like when i was like 16 i started i think i was 16 or 17 i started working at papa murphy's my first job um and so i would save money and i wanted jamie to have like the cutest clothes so i'd buy him stuff all the time with my money like like, (laughs) clothes and socks and like so he had like so much stuff like he probably did not need all that (laughs) stuff but it was really fun like he had cute clothes (laughs) that's awesome like like as a big sister i would have never I don't know. It, it's so different when I'm, I'm sure Jamie would agree when you're the youngest and you have all these siblings older than you. Well, you know and we yeah. were way older. Like by the time he was four, all three of us older sisters could drive. And so if he wanted chicken nuggets, we would go buy chicken nuggets. Like nuggets. somebody was being going to be willing to go buy him nuggets. So he was pretty spoiled. And then I think he felt very abandoned when we all went to college. Like he was nine when Cody went on his mission. So he was still really young and by himself then. That is, that is young. Different dynamic for sure. Yeah. Yeah. When I went to college, like it was hard because he was two. And so I went through some major withdrawals too. Like it was really hard. Like I missed, I was so homesick. For that like for Jamie just because it, it was hard like we I used to take him and do stuff all the time like I'd take him shopping at Walmart with me mm-hmm. and then people would be like oh is this your baby and I'd be like no it's my brother like no no I'm like what are these people thinking like <laughs> who has a kid at 16 or 17 <laughs> you know well yeah, I know <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I mean, don't you work in high school, Katie? I do work in high school. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. That's too funny. That's too funny. Oh, God. So what was high school like for you? I sang in choir. Um, I sang in the audition choir, and that was fun. I was involved in, like, FCCLA. I was also, like, I worked. Like, my senior year, like, I worked at Papa Murphy's, and I got off early and went to work, which was fun. Oh, that is fun. Um, and then I don't know what I, I played softball my freshman and sophomore year. Um, That's cool. Yeah, it's just I mean it was high school. I remember oh gosh, I remember one time like and it's not it's this there was no cell phones and there really wasn't pay for, there was one payphone kind of by the softball field. So this one time my mom's like she forgot about me. <laughs> But she would always tell us not to get rides from anybody in case she came to get us. I'm like, well, guess I'm walking home. So I start walking. Like, and I probably walked three miles. Like, <laughs> and I'm like thinking in my head, okay, which way do I walk? Because there's two ways to go home. Which way do I walk so that in case mom comes to get me, I can like, I can find her. Like, anyway, so needless to say, it was like miscommunication. And mom thought I was going to get a ride home. So oh, no. anyway, mom did come find me eventually. But I was grateful for that. <laughs> yeah. That's awful. <laughs> she felt really bad. But it was just miscommunication because she thought I would said I would just get a ride. But I don't I didn't remember that. And maybe I did. Who knows? Did you knew, know where you wanted to go to college after high school? Well, all growing up, mom and dad always talked to us about, like, making sure that we could do something with our life that would provide for ourselves. 
you know, you don't know, like, when you get married, if your husband will die and you'll have to provide for your family. Like, you just don't know. Yeah. And so, like, I always knew I wanted to go to college. Um, and, you know, I was thinking back on that. Like, I don't know that I ever thought about going anywhere else other than Rick's, to be honest. Like, I don't know why. To, I don't know why I ended up, like, that's where I wanted to go. But that's where I went. And I know, so my grandma... Um, my, my dad's mom had a brother that worked at Rick's and he worked in the food service. And so we, I knew I could get a job there. And so that might've been part of it. Cause I knew I'd have to pay for school. Um, but I don't, I don't remember exactly why I decided to go there or why, other than it was pretty good price compared to a lot of places. Um, so yeah, I ended up going, graduating. And then I started there in the summer and lived in the dorms and worked um, and I actually really liked college. Like it was fun. It was hard for me, but I enjoyed it. Like I enjoyed the social aspect of it and having roommates and, you know, roommates are in a whole new challenge learning to get along <laughs> with lots of people. Yeah. I remember some of my roommates like from all over, but some of them would be driving places cause they had cars. I didn't have a car when I went there anyway they were driving and we'd see cows and they would stop and take pictures of cows. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why are we taking pictures of cows? Like cows are everywhere. Like anyway, some of those kinds of things I'm like, really, really we're taking pictures of cows. Okay. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, I lived in the dorms. Both of my years I was there. Uh, My second year I was an RA, a resident assistant in the dorms, which was fun. I enjoyed that. Um, instead of working in the cafeteria um, my first year I worked in the cafeteria and I had to start in the dish room oh, when man. I started <laughs> yeah I remember then there was this catering order that was humongous and I was working for hours by myself washing dishes it was it was a lot like finally I'm like I'm done for tonight and I left and then went back in the morning to finish because it was horrible there were so many dishes like so many dishes <laughs> anyway <laughs> Yeah, but eventually I moved up and got to work at the sandwich shop and I got to work at the like burger and fries place, which was fun too. enjoy. I think the thing I enjoyed about that was just talking with whoever I was working with. It was pretty fun and the kids that were there. Yeah. What were when you I going went, for then, if you don't mind me asking? When I were went there, doing... I originally started to study elementary ed education. Okay. Um, and so I actually graduated with generals with an emphasis in elementary education. I think one of my favorite classes was like the science, physical science or science for elementary teachers, which was really fun. We did all kinds of cool experiments and stuff. But after that, I wasn't so sure that's really what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to do something in schools and in education, but I couldn't figure out or what I wanted to do. I didn't really know a ton about options that were there. Um, anyway, so after I graduated... I went home and was kind of work. I worked for Dr. Warner, who I think all of us worked for. He's an ophthalmologist in Hermiston. And so I was just working and kind of there. And um, I think I worked there probably a year. And one of the secretaries, uh, her name's Debbie. She, um, she's like, what are you doing, Kitty? Like, why are you here? There's nothing here for you. There's no, there's nobody to date. There's no boys. There's nothing. Like, why are you here? She's like, why don't you go do something fun? Go move somewhere where there's lots of kids. So um I decided to go to BYU Provo for a summer term um which was really fun I actually really enjoyed it even though school was hard but I loved the social um and then 
Um, after that, I ended up living there for a year. And then while I was there, though, like, I was kind of just, like, I would say just bumming around having fun, which was fine, you know. <laughs> but um, one day at church in Sunday school, like, one of the one of the guys was talking about his mission and, like, was showing pictures. Um, and I had never wanted to go on a mission, just so you know. That was not for me. Like, I was not going to do that. <laughs> So anyway, so he starts passing these pictures around and I got the very distinct impression that I needed to go on a mission. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm going on a mission. Like, so it's like, all right. So I talked to the bishop after that. I'm like, what do I need to do? Like, I guess I'm going on a mission. And he's like, uh, have you talked to your parents? No. Okay. You should do that. Like, <laughs> so I'm like, call mom and dad. And I'm like, I'm going on a mission. And they're like, uh, have you prayed about this? I'm like, well, I know that I'm supposed to go. They're like, you need to pray. I'm like, all right. So I go and pray. And I'm like, I know that I'm supposed to go, right? Like, there's no doubt in my mind. So, you know, I get the distinct impression. Like, Heavenly Father's like, did I not speak peace to your mind concerning the matter? I'm like, yes, you did. Okay. Like, I get it. Like, I'm supposed to go on a mission. Like, <laughs> We've already talked about this, Katie. <laughs> right. Time to go. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I put in my papers and I moved home. Um, mind you, I was going back and forth visiting grandma and grandpa frequently and helping grandma on quilts and all kinds of other fun stuff like that. But, um, anyway, I moved back home to get ready to go on my mission. Um, the cool thing is like, well, you know this, but like I got to serve in Florida in Orlando, Spanish speaking. Um, but your brother got to serve with me, which was really cool. I know. I it's actually Chad used to say it always made me laugh. He goes, Yeah, whenever I'd see Katie, I'd put my arm around her, we'd take a picture. <laughs> yeah. It'd never be like Elder Price, like she's my cousin. <laughs> it's really fun. It was it was fun to do that and just like shock people, you know. <laughs> well worth it, I'm sure. It was. It was great actually. <laughs> Did, did he Not... ever tell you we got to teach a lesson together? No, oh, I don't remember that. Fun. Yeah, so we were teaching this family. Well, they actually found him, if I remember right. And they were kind of, I don't, they were either Spanish or English. I think they were Spanish speaking. And they found him and had started to teach him. But then they asked, like, they're like, I think we need to give him to you guys because the, you guys are the Spanish speaking. So we ended up doing like a transition lesson with them. It was really cool. And it was kind of fun to be there with Chad and just like, you know, be able to teach that lesson to them. It was a neat experience. That is really cool. Transition meaning like a handoff lesson. Yeah. Like yeah. to get to know us, like, cause they found them. I think that was in BVL is where we were. So. In where? BVL, Lake Buena Vista. So I served Spanish speaking, which was also kind of tough in Florida. Like, my Spanish was not as good as it could have been there. Like, obviously, when you're learning a language in the States, it's a little harder. Yeah. Um, but I tried really hard. Um, and then, you know, I had some awesome companions. I learned lots of things from some that I loved, like um, some that are still friends today that I talk to. I think my trainer, um, <laughs> she had trained right before me, too. And so one of the the girl that I ended up serving with the other girl that she trained and she was one of my favorites like just because we got along so well and worked hard together and so 
that was it was super fun like um but the um one of the other cool uh, experiences on my mission was when um i got to teach this family they were from the dominican republic and they had two boys anyway well i taught them for a long time but they happened to be married to other people so they could be in the states Mm, yeah anyway so they couldn't um they couldn't get baptized because of they weren't married to each other anyway so eventually like I left and they were done and you know and they weren't they didn't get baptized at that point but they eventually moved to Pennsylvania um and Cody actually got to teach them oh Um, that's so cool yeah so he was like they saw his last name they're like hey well I don't know if you got to teach him but he 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 got to know who they were because they're like hey do you have a sister like because of his last name and so it was kind of cool because that he got to find out that they had been baptized and you know that things had worked out for them so that was pretty cool oh that's amazing yeah that is really cool I did not remember that yeah it was kind of fun I remember Cody talking about that and meeting them I guess the one of the biggest lessons I learned from my mission is that from the mission is that has a lot to do with things um and Heavenly Father's timing um, really prepares for things to happen when they're supposed to happen. Because I think um, for me, like when I went on my mission, like it was what I needed, but it was also the people I could touch at that time um, and to see at that point in time. Because if it had been earlier or later, it wouldn't have been the same people. Right. So, yeah. And I wouldn't have had the same companions or the same experiences. So I just think timing is important. So. Isn't that wild to think about, like, the orchestration that happens to make it so that things fall into place, even though they're not falling into place, right? Like, they are very well orchestrated. Yeah, it's true. <clears throat> it's true. Heavenly Father definitely loves us to make things happen for us. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of food did you eat on your mission? Um, So that's when I realized I had a shellfish allergy. (laughs) (laughs) All the food, I see. (laughs) (laughs) So this one time people served a ceviche. I love ceviche. Well, ceviche has shrimp in it. (laughs) Anyway, so I learned at that point that I can't have that. But the food that I did eat that I loved, I loved black beans and rice. I think mm-hmm. I loved more Dominican food or Cuban food. Um, but really, there's people from everywhere in Florida. It's pretty eclectic. Um, I mean, I talked to people from Venezuela and, and Cuba and Puerto Rico and all over. Other than Mexico, I didn't have very many people from Mexico in my mission. Um, so your mission was Orlando, but um, what was your favorite area? Yeah. So after I came home and dated some boys and um, then I ended up going to BYU-Hawaii because I didn't want to go back to, to, well, it had become BYU-Idaho at that point. And so I really wanted to do something different because I felt like I'd already done that. Yeah. So, and Megan was, had already been to BYU-Hawaii and I was like, well, maybe I could do that. And I actually really loved BYU-Hawaii just because it's so much smaller and I did a lot better in a smaller place because I felt like I had a different place and I fit in better. Yeah. So I studied social work there. Um, and I actually thought for a long time I wanted to help migrant families. Um, hmm. 
anyway, so I loved my time there. It was fun. Like, did lots of things. Um, I was in the social work club, um, in the social work honor society, <clears throat> stuff like that. Um, got scholarships to help pay for school. So it was just working hard. And I always worked. I worked in the registrar's office and did transcripts while I was there. So I would have to, so people would call and say, hey, I need my transcript from 1950. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what this required was, and on top of the gym, there was like this old like filing room. It just had like, you'd walk in and it was like this long skinny room and it just had filing cabinets up to wazoo. And it would be labeled, <laughs> yes, it would be labeled with the year and alphabetical. And it was just a one page transcript. Okay. So I'd have to find these transcripts and then you'd go and put them in the computer so that they would always be there from then on. Right. Um, so, but I would have to make sure everything was spelled right too, because a lot of times it was not. <laughs> <laughs> so there were some really interesting classes that people took though. I learned this like <laughs> anyway, but that was kind of fun because it, I mean, I thought it was really interesting. So I enjoyed that part and talking to people and getting, you know, to mail things out and, it was a fun job while you're in college because then I could work around my hours around classes and I enjoyed the kids that I worked with. It was fun. That's so, cool. Did you get yeah. to play tourist a little bit? Um, so occasionally. So one, one of my friends, one of my roommates actually did, um, well, they had, a lot of the college kids would sign up and do tours on Saturday for all the Japanese people that would come. And so okay, one time I went with her and did like a tour like it was kind of cool like I mean I don't speak Japanese but they had a translator or they you know and so we took them to lots of different places so yeah I went to Pearl Harbor um that's a pretty somber place yeah yeah um and went to the swap meet at the University of Hawaii in the on the um, parking lot like we'd go there occasionally um and sometimes we'd go to Costco it was a lot cheaper and we'd split everything um, than shopping at the little store in La Ie. Um, yeah. I think, I don't know, some of my fond memories there that I miss now is just like the smell of the ocean, like that salt smell and mm -hmm. also the flowers. Like I just miss that and fresh pineapple. I do miss that a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, I've never been, so you're making me want to go. I know I've never been either. Neither's Chris, so hopefully one day we'll go. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So those are some of my favorites. I remember I would have to go actually like study on on campus and in the in the library. I would spend a lot of time there because all of my roommates would just go to the beach and chill on the beach. I'm like, I can't do that. I gotta study like. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm gonna get decent grades, like or good grades, like I gotta study. So I would spend a fair amount of time in the library and then go play after I did my homework. So it was just something that I did to make sure that I got what I needed to done. But yeah, I had some roommates that decided that they would rather play than go to school. And so needless to say, they did not last very long at school. <laughs> I think way to be way to be responsible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that does happen. Was that what you're going to say? Yeah, I'm sure that Gary? happens. Yeah. Uh, and has for years, right? Like, that's probably still yeah. happening. I'm sure. 
Well, because kids come and they're like, oh, I want to go surfing today. Oh, I really want to go lay on the beach. Like, I really, yeah. Yeah. But there's plenty well, of time for that. And if it's your first time, like, I know a lot of kids are transfers from uh, BYU or BYU-Idaho at BYU-Hawaii. But if you, if that's your first experience as a freshman, then, like, no, this is your first time not having someone telling you what to do. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to do whatever I want. <laughs> I'm going to lay on the beach. Well, here comes your consequences. You don't get to choose them. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. Some people have to learn those lessons the hard way. <laughs> True. Those are not fun school of hard knocks, though. <laughs> yeah. They're kind of expensive. <laughs> I think one time you told me that when you get off the airplane in Hawaii, it just smells good. Like, it does. everything smells good. Well, and there's lots of lays everywhere. And so it, it does, it does just smell good because of the air and the flowers and the, the salts and it does just, it smells good. Yeah. That's why cars get a little rusty over there. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You don't bring cars home or bikes. Like you just leave them there. <laughs> you do. You just pass them on. Like, I think I bought a bike for 15 bucks and then I just passed it on to the next person. I think I... <laughs> 10 or 15 bucks here you go like because they're not going to last forever because it just gets it gets corroded so fast well and it probably wasn't worth flying at home no no anyway after i finished at byu hawaii i went up to ewu or eastern washington to get my master's in social work um and so i did that program in a year and actually did school social work um while i was there which was really cool I loved it and worked in a homeschool parent partnership while I was there in Cheney um, and got to do all kinds of fun stuff. I taught a Spanish class while I was there to the kids. Like I really enjoyed my time. I got to work with this amazing principal um, and she was awesome um, and taught me lots of things. Um, but anyway, it was a partnership between the school district and like families in the area um, the homeschooled their kids and so they would provide supplemental courses for the kids like lego math or gymnastics or different things like that that, that as a group was better oh that's cool it yeah that really is cool. awesome um it was kind of a fun thing that they did um and it was good for the parents too because then the kids could have some socialization yeah um, and have friends and um so that was cool anyway after that um that year up in Cheney. I got a job in Ontario, Oregon, where I was working as a school counselor in five elementary schools. That was my first job. Um, and so it was, Ontario was a fun little place, like, and I got to use my Spanish quite a bit because it's, there's a lot of families from Mexico there. And so using my Spanish was fun because it helped me develop it again. Oh, by the way, when I was in Hawaii, I got to study Spanish too, which was fun. Um, anyway, I got to use my Spanish a lot, which I enjoyed. Um, my second year, they hired another elementary counselor. And so then I only had two schools, which I was really grateful for. Yeah, that's and nice. Yeah, I got to be there for about seven years. So, which was awesome. Were you living, when you first came back and were, when you first were doing your first job, you said, were you living at home or did you have your own apartment or 
So Ontario and Hermiston is about three and a half hours apart. Um, so I lived in Ontario in a little duplex by myself. Um, mm-hmm. And I had roommates mm-hmm. on and off. Um, while I was there from the branch there, in single adult branch. So you were there for seven years. Then what happened? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, so when I was there, like I dated on and off and would date different people from Boise or from around like, um, and Meg and I were friends. One of my friends, Meg and I would go to Utah frequently because there really wasn't a ton of boys there to date. And so we'd go to the, um, the mid single ward in Logan, or we'd go to the Salt Lake one or anyway, we'd always stop and visit at grandma's too. Sometimes we'd spend the night, like, um, most night, most times we would spend like Saturday and then drive home Sunday. Um, anyway, I have to tell you a funny story that, about grandpa though. Like, <laughs> Please do. <laughs> we so live for these. <laughs> that Meg was pretty amazing, which she is like, she's awesome. She's like, she's a food scientist and has pretty educated, awesome lady. Anyway, <laughs> he decided that the neighbor boy should really date Meg. So, so one time Meg, uh, grandpa took Meg over to meet this neighbor boy mind you the neighbor boy was probably 10 years younger than Meg and she's like oh my gosh <laughs> so she goes over there and like grandpa's introducing them and super awkward right and so Meg's like okay like thanks like trying to get out of there like and I think it was the house next to where you got, you guys lived Craig like, yeah, the Kirk, probably one of the Kirkham boys, the twins. Yeah, I don't know who it was. And he had oh. just come home off his mission, and Meg's like, I'm like 32. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, it was really funny. And, and I know Grandpa had, like, he's, he was right. Like, Meg was pretty awesome, but he was trying to hook her up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Meg is married now, and she has four kids. Like, she's doing awesome. But <laughs> yeah, it was fun. And I think. Um, going and visiting grandma and grandpa was fun because eventually Meg uh, moved in with grandma and grandpa when she moved to Utah Um, after Chris and I got married um, she lived in their basement for quite a long time I didn't know that yeah I think I do remember that though because I think we were still right there you may have been if not we were in Harrisville but yeah Yeah. I think she lived in the blue room you got married before Meg did. Yeah. So Chris and I met online. Um, and so Chris and I talked on and off for about a year before I actually ever met Chris. Because <laughs> I wasn't Wait, sure. wait, wait. Do you want to skip your the other boy that you were engaged to? Or do you not want to talk about that? Oh, I don't care if we talk about that. We can just skip him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's not important now. Mysteries. If you want to know in real life, you'll have to talk to Katie. <laughs> His name is Fernando. Fernando. Yep. Sounds like he spoke Spanish. He did. And no English. Oh, I wow. I did have a lot of boys, but not... Chris was the winner. Okay, so you started da- uh, chatting with Chris online for a long time. Then what? Well, we chatted on and off for like a year. Like there would be months when I wouldn't chat with him at all. Like, because Chris was busy. He was working on stuff. Like he was working at um, Pepsi at that time, like he for the um, pop company and delivering pop and stuff like that. And then 
he was going to school and because I was a school counselor, he was thinking, oh, maybe I could do that because he had his, he had his degree in psychology. And so he was going to school and then um, he went to on this training and we were going to meet up. Um, but then I kiboshed that <laughs> and we didn't meet up. <laughs> you got nervous? Um, I think at that point I had actually gotten engaged. Oh, um, not nervous, so... just engaged. I had gotten engaged, and so we didn't. And Chris was like, "Well, it's your loss." Like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So then, when things didn't work out there, like Chris and I started talking again. And um, this one time, like during spring break, I was going to go down and visit Grandma and Grandpa. And so he's like, "Oh, I'm going to go visit Grandma and Grandpa." And he's like, "Well, why don't you just come visit me on the way?" And I'm like, "Okay, no big deal. Yeah, sure, I can do that. Like, it's not super far out of the way." Where did um, where this at then? So Chris grew up in Blackfoot. Okay. So we live next to it door to his parents now. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. um, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so we I was on my way to go visit Grandma and Grandpa, and I was gonna go just hang out with Grandma for the week. Um. Anyway, so he didn't talk call or talk to me for that whole week before, and I'm like. Oh, I guess he's really not that interested. <laughs> so I just went to grandma and grandpa's because I'm like, well, he must not be that interested. If he really is, he'll call me. So he texts me and he's like, did you already go to your grandma's house and not come here? I'm like, yep, sure did. <laughs> you didn't talk your to loss. me. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well. Um, so we went, we stopped in Pocatello and went to the spring fair um, at the Holt Arena there. Um. And we got to, we walked around and went to dinner or whatever. And then um, he's like, you can come meet my parents if you want. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, that's okay. <laughs> like, so that was the first day you met him. And he's like, hey, do you want to meet my parents? Yes. <laughs> Way to go, Chris. And he's like, boom, boom. She's cute. I'll take her. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, I was like, he's like, you could spend the night at my parents' house. It's okay if you want. And I'm like, I don't even know you that well. And you want me to meet your parents? Like, now I understand why. Because his parents are amazing. But <laughs> at the time, you know, you're not really sure. Like, anyway, so all the way home, because I drove back to Ontario. And all the way home, we were, we were talking. And so then that's kind of where it started. Like, And then he would come and see me every a weekend. And then I'd go see him. Like... So Meg was still going to Utah, so she would drop me off at the where it separates there. Mm, yeah. To go to Utah. And Chris would come pick me up there. And so then he'd bring me back here. So we'd hang out all all weekend. So until we got married in June of that year. Okay, so sorry, when did you start dating? Well, that was really fast, like an actual dating, like in-person dating. <laughs> Like, how about when did you meet in real life? In March. March. And then you got married in June. June. Yep. Good for you guys. Right? If it's Uh, right, it's right. Who cares how? Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. I want to, how did he ask? Um, so I told him he had to ask my parents. (laughs) So like we went home. Way to put him on the spot. I, yes, I did good. Um, I told anyway so this one time like 
he had gone outside really quick and like asked my dad, I guess I didn't know this because my dad was out working in the wood, wood shop. So, and I didn't know that because I was in the bathroom finishing getting ready. And so we just went to eat in Tri Cities. Um, and then we went to the temple there. Um, and he asked me at the, at the temple grounds on my birthday. Oh, oh, Chris, I, I can bond with that because that's I asked Ariana at why well, Ogden Temple. So, yeah, that's so sweet. So, you started dating in March, and then your birthday mm-hmm. is in April. Correct. You got engaged. Correct. <laughs> like a month later. Oh man. Hey, but the thing to think about though is like we had really long dates though because when I would come here, it would be all weekend. Yeah, like, that's true. Hours. You're just packing it in in a quick short amount of time that's true that's right plus chris and i had talked on and off for like that whole year before without meeting so that's so cool that is really cool so tell us about chris so chris loves to snowmobile that's like one of his passions loves to be outside and outdoors like we go razor riding and do fun stuff like chris is into tech stuff so he's a tech guy at the school district where i work too um Chris loves our nieces and nephews, which is super fun. I love them too. They're really mm-hmm. fun. <laughs> um, yeah. Chris is funny, but he's yes, not he flamboyantly funny. He's like, you don't know he's funny until <laughs> like he throws a zinger and you're like, oh, you are <laughs> funny. Like it's, it's like a, I don't know how to describe it, but like, he's like a quiet funny. Yeah. And he loves to tease. <laughs> oh man, I need to get to know Chris better. You do. He's like next time we next time there's never. something around, I'm gonna go spend some time with Chris. <laughs> you should. Yes. He's super handy too. Like when we finished our basement, um, he did he she rocked it, and he did like him and his his brother's an electrician, so they did all the electrical stuff. Like, I mean, he's he I painted it, but he did all of the like the wood stuff, like in the molding and all that kind of stuff, like and. He put shocks on our truck. Like he's just, he's very handy, which is really nice. Cause he grew up working on the farm. And so he drove tractors since he was eight. So, and his, they had cows growing up. So, I mean, he's, he's a hard worker. We like handy people. That's it's really helpful. Yep. I do too. It's really helpful. <laughs> <laughs> so Katie, tell us about your house and how you, how it came to be. And also like, why you decided to move from Ontario to Blackfoot. So Chris was struggling. So we got married and then we moved to Ontario because I had a job that paid better. And so we moved to Ontario and we were working there. Well, I was working there and Chris was really struggling finding a job. And so Chris decided he was going to go back to school. And so he applied to ISU. He's like, I need to go back. So in January, that's when he was going to start at ISU. So I started looking for a job here. Um, in this area in Southeast Idaho. And there was a job opening at Century High School for a counselor in January, which doesn't ever happen in the middle of the year. Like, yeah, that is timing for Heavenly Father. That is timing. Like, <laughs> um, so there was a counselor that had left. And so I interviewed and got the job, like, which was amazing because it was a huge blessing that I could start then. Um, so Chris could go back to school and we actually lived with his parents for a while um, before we could find somewhere to live. And then we ended up living, uh, well, Chris's grandparents have some storage units in Blackfoot. 
And so on top of this, one of the, well, they have a barn and on top of it is an apartment. And so we actually lived in there for quite a while. I would say a couple of years because the rent was a really good price. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, eventually we knew we wanted to the house. And so um, we were looking all around like where we wanted to be. Um, and we actually ended up building on farm ground. So we bought some farm ground from Chris's mom, or Chris's grandma. Um, where Carl, Chris's dad, used to farm. And so that's how we built here. Because I could build in front of the canal or I could build by the cow um, cow yard. So I decided that I wanted to be by the canal and not by the cows. And I'm I, w- I support that. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, everybody else would support that too. <laughs> it was actually a big blessing that we could build here. Like we looked at a lot of different places and lots, but it's nice and I actually really enjoy living where I do it's so I work in Idaho Falls but it's still about 30 minutes from here um but it's not too bad of a commute and honestly it's nice because living next to Carl and Cindy is wonderful and then around the corner is Chris's other brother and their five kids and his wife and then up the road two miles is one of his other brothers that lives in um Carl's uh, mom's house that they had remodeled so it's kind of cool to live out here because we get together pretty frequently. Like usually every Sunday we get together and have dinner and we rotate who, who does dinner. Um, we're not all in the same ward, but it's still really fun. I enjoy it because I know my nieces and nephews really well. Um, and well, we call them our weekend kids because we just go get them on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you that's so awesome, and I bet they love it. Right? They do. It's really fun. Like, they call, like, can we come over? Like, and so she, their mom uses it sometimes as a reward for the kids at school. Like, when they have a good day then or a good week, then she says, you can earn time at Chris and Katie's house by yourself. <laughs> so, like, earning an hour by yourself at our house is a big deal. That's really so. sweet. It's I'm really going to have to ask Ariana if I can earn an hour there, too. There you go. <laughs> Hang out with Chris. It's kind of fun because, like, in our backyard is, like, 20 acres of hay. Um, yeah. So, it's nice because it's, it's in the country. So, I enjoy it. I would say, since Chris and I have gotten married, like, we do a lot of stuff outside. Like, I love to go razor riding. That's one of my favorite things to do. Um, go up in the mountains and go play. Go see all the fun stuff. We like to go down to St. George occasionally and go rock crawling, go to Moab. I would have never thought that, Katie, ever. (laughs) (laughs) Because those are things there, those are things that a lot of our cousins like to do, including myself. (laughs) That's so cool. The first time though, I was really scared. I still get really scared because yes, I still get really scared, but it is is really Chris fun. young at heart? Yes. <laughs> is that why you get really scared? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is fun. Where I live too, it's nice because I can have a garden and can and do all kinds of fun stuff like that that I enjoy. Did you learn that from your mom? I sure and did. And your dad. And your dad, I would say. Uh-huh. <laughs> My mom was a canner growing up though. Like, yeah. And I think it's... Yeah, where I live, it's easy to do that because I can grow a big enough garden that I can can like green beans. I've already canned green beans and made jam and 
my garden has all kinds of stuff in it, like green beans and onions and peas and tomatoes and cucumbers and cauliflower and carrots, all kinds of stuff. You know, I think that's hardwired into us. Like Megan does it still and I do it still, even though I live in the city and I have to go to someone else's farm to pick my whatever. Um, But there is something special about making your own jam. It just Mm -hmm. feels so good. It tastes so good too. And you know what you put in it. Yep. I mean, that's the thing with my garden, like, or making spaghetti sauce, for example, like I know what I put in there. Like there's no sugar in it. Like stuff like that. That's awesome. Yeah. What year did you guys build the house? Um, So I think we've been in our house six years now. Good, so you, beat was... the, you beat the expensive era. We <laughs> did. Actually, we built it the perfect time. Honestly, it was a huge blessing for us because it was, it was right as I, like, we had had enough time. Chris just had barely gotten a job at the school district. And so, honestly, it was like, Chris is like, we're going to jump on this and go build a house. It's going to stretch us for a little bit, but we'll be okay. Like, he's like, let's go, let's go do this. And so we did. Like, it was right at the end of, like, that like where people were still really leery. Yep. Um, and so it was a huge blessing because we did get in on a really good price. Like our house is like tripled in like valuation of cost now. How much it's worth. Like it's really big blessing to have it though. Cause I don't know that I could afford it now. <laughs> that that's so cool though. It sounds like well the I know you're smart, Katie. Sounds like Chris is a pretty smart guy. Just like, we need to do this. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. It's been a blessing. And then last year, last summer, we finished the basement because everybody came for a baptism. And so I was like, mm-hmm. I have to have a place for people to stay at my house because this is like the hotel here. Because <laughs> when mom and dad come, they stay at my house because Cody lives in Idaho Falls. And so Eli was getting baptized, Cody's oldest. And so I'm like, okay, I need some room. Like, so we finished our basement so that people could come and stay with us. And I made sure and called very early to reserve my room. (laughs) So that if things didn't work out with the basement, I would be covered. (laughs) That's funny. So needless to say, the Price family, if anybody's in our area, they're welcome to stay at our house. Ooh, awesome. How far is Idaho Falls from you guys then? Uh, it's about 30 miles. Is it, okay, so not like way far. So, but I live about 10 miles outside of Blackfoot because I live actually out in Snake River area and Thomas area. So, it's a fun little place. So, so Katie, what do you do for a job now? So, I'm an assistant principal at Idaho Falls High School. It's mm-hmm. an awesome place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, this will be my fourth year as an assistant principal at IF. Um, yeah, that's pretty fun. It's a good place to be. I love the people I work with. Like, I feel like I have some pretty amazing teachers that, that really love kids, which I think is one of the biggest things that if you really love kids and you want them to do the best they can to succeed, then the kids will learn from you. Yeah. Do you have, yeah. I'm sure you have some hard kids. Yes. The best, the best way to put that. <laughs> how has it been handling those situations? Because I, I know me and how I would want to handle them, which would probably <laughs> not be the best way. 
<laughs> well, I think the most important thing is you have to have a good relationship with them because they're not going to do anything. Be- they're not going to do anything they don't want to do unless you have a relationship with them. Wise. Um, and so I think the biggest thing is like developing that trust and respect with them and then seeing them as a person and listening to them um, and giving them a voice. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, and then just explaining like what the expectations are and why and like, but if there's respect and that they know you care about them, I think that's the biggest piece of it, in my opinion. And mind you, there's still kids that don't care. It happens. But I, I still feel like my counseling background really comes in helpful with that because it really gives me an opportunity to, to relate to kids and listen and give them a voice that way. And I use those counseling skills all the time. So, man, see, that's wise words. That's awesome. So, yeah. Maybe I'll be a better parent. <laughs> <laughs> They're lucky to have you. Not that I'm a bad, terrible parent. I just, you know, <laughs> I've been still learning. I think we all are. <laughs> so four years doing that now. Yep. This is my fourth school year. So do you guys, do you, because you're that, I'm assuming you still need to go to like sport events and stuff, right? Oh yes. Katie, my, so I work a lot of hours in a week. Cause really like I usually go to work about seven 30. Cause Chris and I usually carpool if we can, not always, but. And then usually I have sporting events two to three nights a week um, when that could be anywhere from Rexburg to Blackfoot to Pocatello, Idaho Falls. Um, so there's a lot of sports and our golf just got moved to fall from spring. So, yeah. Oh, wow. So hopefully, though, they'll build us a new school because we're at 150 percent capacity at our school. Yikes. So and it's really old. It's 70 years old. Um, oh, wow. And I mind you that when they built it, they did a fantastic job, but it wasn't built for the code of like electric we have right now. Like they built it with two outlets in it in each classroom. Um, <laughs> creates a little <laughs> bit of a challenge. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Oh, um, anyway, they've done a lot of updating on it, but it just, we just have outgrown the school. So, yeah. Nido Falls is growing like crazy. So, yeah. So I think Andy asked why I went into education or why I chose to do what I do. Um, And honestly, I think in the beginning it was because I did have um, people that cared for me. Like there's when mom was going through all her stuff. I think that was part of it. Um, And then it morphed from like when I was a counselor, like I really wanted a bigger challenge. Um, And that's why I went into becoming a, a principal or an administrator is just because I wanted a big challenge. I wanted something that challenged me to think and challenged me to like, to grow. And so, cause I felt like I had be, I was, I was, I felt like I was a pretty good counselor at what I was doing, but I really wanted something that challenged me and made me think and like I, I could grow at, and I still feel like I'm growing all the time. So that's how come I ended up in education where I am. So it's pretty cool. And what do you, what's your next step? Well, I haven't decided that yet. I'm still growing lots. <laughs> but one day, maybe be like over federal programs, which includes like title and migrant and helping um, homeless kids and helping um, our families that come here that don't speak English and things like that as like a district level. Or maybe one day a principal. We'll see. 
I don't know. I think either would be amazing for you. Like it, it that sounds awesome. Me too. Yeah, they'd both be fun in a big challenge, that's for sure. (laughs) 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 I think I think the biggest thing in administration too is knowing that you have good people around you that will help you and give you like good like making sure they're on your team because as you work together like you can do a lot of things together if there's people on the same bus going in the same direction but if if you only have you on the bus and your bus is going the other way like everybody's going the other way it doesn't go very far yeah so words of wisdom from katie (laughs) we're gonna have to just have a bunch of quotes from you (laughs) <laughs> we'll put them on a t-shirt at the next family reunion <laughs> that's funny that would actually be a funny t-shirt if we just take took a quote from each person that we'd interviewed <laughs> and it spells out price right, right? Quote, yeah <laughs> or something like that that'd be fun that would be fun <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to remember what the other questions Andy asked me was I can't remember what oh, they were I'll look them up hold on what inspires you? You know, I think it's the little things that inspire me. Like, um, it's like little tender mercies, like seeing flowers grow, like, or like when, like, there's little things that like can help you be happy. Like it's the little things. It's not huge things. It's the little things that inspire me. Like seeing like a student make a little bit of progress towards their goal or seeing like, my nieces and nephew get so excited about things like it's just little things like that that inspire me well that's really sweet I like that you know I think about like grandma and grandpa mm-hmm. um, G and well I said grandpa granddad sorry granddad <laughs> <laughs> um, respect yeah there's respect <laughs> <laughs> but I think about them, but I look at their life and it really was the little things though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just mm-hmm. seemed like their garden or going square mm-hmm. dancing or all sorts of li- other stuff, but it, it was in family. Like it wasn't, yep. it seemed extravagant. It was just these little things. And I feel like they were s- such a happy people. Yeah. It is the little things like, and it's the memories and moments. It's not stuff. It's like, it's time. It's how you spend your time. You know, it it reminds me of like growing up, Cammy, you know, I loved spending a week and going camping and we would take the teepee and go camping. Like, and I loved going in like Multnomah area because it was so green and pretty and there was water. And I think the, you know, I I think the reason why I loved it so much was because of time. And I got, and I wonder if it's because we had dad around because, you know, growing up, dad wasn't able to be with us during the week and it was just fun. Like we did fun things and we hiked and we saw, you know, it was, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. And nature does good things for your soul. Just being out. Yeah. It does. Yeah. I can speak to that. (laughs) (laughs) So another question Andy had was. Do you like to travel? Yes and no. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, like, so this last year I've traveled a lot for work. Like, this is probably not Jason a lot, but for Katie a lot. Okay. Like, because I went to, 
I went to a conference in Boise and then two weeks later, like I was, I went to your house. And then before that I had gone to um, Kentucky, but it was hard because like you just get jet lagged and like, and maybe it's different, like travel work versus pleasure. Like when I went to see you, it was awesome and fun, but like going for work, like three, three times in like two and a half months was a lot. Yeah. So I do, I do like my bed. I like to sleep in my own bed. (laughs) I would say the answer is yes to that, though. I, I always felt like traveling for work was different. Like it, for it, sure. I mean, it, there's yeah. there's fun parts about traveling to work in the sense of like, okay, you're it's not the same old thing, but you're, you're still having there's still things that have to get done, and it still feels like work. You're you're right. not able to go out and do as much and make it fun. I would say. Right, right. We, I mean, I went to the the baseball. Um, or Hall of Fame and not the Hall of Fame but just like where they build the Louisville Sluggers that was pretty cool like that museum and the oh, like, and so cool. we do we do fun stuff it's just like you know I had a layover that was like eight hours long that was ridiculous like stuff like that for work is not as fun but for travel for like to go see family and do fun stuff like that yes like I do <laughs> like that so like when we went to our family reunion this summer in Coeur d'Alene like it was fun because I got to see everybody and, you know, it's different because you're creating memories and time. Do you and Chris travel just the two of you somewhere? Not really. Um, well, I guess we're going to come see you. Yeah. <laughs> In November. Indeed. Um, Thanksgiving's at my house, Craig. Oh, <laughs> you had to rub it in my face, didn't you? <laughs> you can come. <laughs> oh, I know I'm invited. Always, I think I think it really is just spending time and developing relationships though like I feel like I've gotten to know Cammie's kids a little bit better they're farther away and so it's a little harder yeah yeah Katie what are some of your like big memories you have growing up like with G&G and cousins you know I I know Jed talked about that big blue van Um, oh yeah I remember a lot of times we would drive to Boise um, and I don't know if we spent the night, but occasionally we would, but we'd like do like a caravan type thing going to Utah a lot with them, which was really fun. Cause I felt like I knew them better than most everybody else. Um, oh, that's awesome. So I didn't know that. Yeah. We would like jumble cars. Uh-huh. Um, like some of us would go in mom and dad's Jimmy and then some of us would go in the big blue van. Yeah. The big blue van, like Jed talked about, had this awesome table you could play cards on. Yes. We played a lot of games going back and forth. Yeah. I think that was fun. I mean, for me growing up with grandma and grandpa, I think in my, I would say after like my college age years, I think I got to know grandma really well. And I loved that. Um, Grandma's amazing. Mm hmm. Um. Sorry. It's okay. I think one of the coolest things for me was like being able to help grandma with like helping her with all those quilts for everybody that got married. It was really fun. I know Jesse helped a lot too. Because yep. she lived in Utah for a while. Um, and because it gives you time to talk and get to know people. Um, and so when we would go to Utah, like or when I lived there and helped grandma with stuff, like 
I got to know grandma really well. Like, and grandma listened and gave great advice. And like, she's just an amazing lady. <laughs> I, I think that's amazing. Especially you can tell how much grandma meant to you and your emotion, obviously. <laughs> which, which is, I'm glad you, you do. And it's actually something I look back now that I'm like, I wish I had more of that. Because as you get older, you, you know, for me, obviously, we have a little bit of an age gap, me and you, Katie. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> as, as you get as you get older, you understand, like, you know, life means different and has different stages. And you want to learn and to relate with people that have that have gone before you. And so that's something that I look back and I'm like, man, I wish I had more of that with G and G. Yeah. But it sounds like you had a lot of uh, some good amazing moments with grandma that way I did because I I mean when Megan and I would go and stay like grandma was so funny she'd she'd want to know how things were if there were new boys we met or like <laughs> <laughs> like how it was like you know how was that activity you went to like it was so fun because she she had true interest and care into how my life and like how things were going and like you know it was it was fun because grandma truly cared and wanted to know and be there and help in any way she could. And she remembered things that you had told her, right? So That's true. she would ask about something like she was good at following up of like, oh, last time you were here, this was going to happen. And like, she just really, you can tell she was listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the other thing that I loved about grandma and grandpa is they were so loving and welcoming. Like, I know mom always talks about having other people live there with them. Um, and like letting Meg live there, like my friend, like that's really cool. Like who does that? <laughs> well, and both sides, like the fact that Meg wanted to live with your grandparents mm-hmm. at a time when she was probably what, like 26 or 30 mm, or whatever, right? Like, right. Um, but to still be like, yeah, of course I'd love to live with your grandparents. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, she was finding a place to live on her own because she'd moved there after I got married and like started this brand new job. It's like, you know. Yeah. But I think that says a lot about grandma and grandpa too and who they were and the love that they had for just people. Yeah. Yeah. So this kind of ties in a little bit, but another question from Andy is, um, are there family traditions you keep up that are from your parents or your grandparents? Hmm. I don't know what traditions grandma and grandpa had as much. Like, because I feel like I live too far away from that to know, like, because we didn't really spend a ton of holidays there or because it was far. Right. I mean, occasionally. Yeah, I think we went to Christmas once or twice when we were little, but that was yeah. it. Yeah, I, I I remember once. Me too. And um, we went caroling. So in my mind, that was a grandma and grandpa mm-hmm. tradition that I don't That's actually know if they did that every year. <laughs> but in my mind, they must have because we did it once. <laughs> I think they must have because mom always wants to take stuff and go caroling. She I don't does. love caroling, but yeah. I like to make goodies to take. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to bake and I think that is something my mom loves 
Um, for me, baking can be a stress relief, except try not to bake as much as my mom because she's amazing at that. Like, um, <laughs> <laughs> but baking is fun for me. Um, and I think a way that my mom shows love is to bake and give people fun, good stuff. Yeah. Heck, yes, it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> and food, like food in general, yeah. is her feeding people is how she shows love. Well, grandma was that way though too. Yep, exactly. She was. I remember she would always want when Meg and I would get there or whoever. Like she'd always want to make sure that there was something there we could eat. Like had to be something good that we could eat. Well, and so many of our cousins talk about like even like Eric saying that Grandma always made sure to buy craft singles because he loved them and his dad didn't buy them. And Jenna <laughs> said cinnamon toast crunch because they didn't get to have a lot of sugar growing up, but Grandma would get it for them. Right. Um, and so I, I think she put a lot of effort into making sure that, like, obviously there was really good home cooked dinners, but then also the the rest too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I loved, I, I mean, I have fond memories of sitting around their kitchen table playing games, like just mm-hmm. card games. Like, <clears throat> Yeah, I remember yeah. that a lot, too. Yeah, I played a lot of Skippo on that table. <laughs> I, Granddad liked to play some Risk a little bit, too. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Well, we did it, we also did it on, like, for, like, Thanksgiving and stuff. Yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> I did not know that. That is a long well, game. It is a long game. The other thing I remember <laughs> a lot of is, and you guys probably would at least, Grandpa loved Belgian waffles. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yes, with ice cream. Yep. <laughs> My mom likes to make them chocolate. <laughs> yes. <with ice> cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when my yeah. kids go there for grandparent camp, like they tell everyone before they go, Oh, I'm going to my grandma's house, and for breakfast, she makes chocolate waffles with chocolate chips in them, and then puts chocolate ice cream on top. And like, <laughs> they just love telling everyone that this is what they're getting at their grandma's house. <laughs> Good but for them. But it's so true. <laughs> I guess to answer Andy's question, I think about traditions. I think one thing for sure would be like canning and gardening and, um, like preserving things and being like having some general preparedness also baking and making sure like you tell people that you love them yeah yeah and giving people hugs Hmm. yeah both of our grandparents were good at hugging Mm -hmm. when you talk about the preserved preserving food in that I think about picking raspberries or strawberries at grandma's house yeah <laughs> yep grandma always had a garden too I remember that yep or digging and... out sticker weeds in the, in the front <laughs> <one>. <laughs> I remember the room downstairs that was like the fireplace room I hate, I did not like that room as a kid Oh, the like home alone, home alone. Yes, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. That's funny. They had that. They had that cuckoo clock down there. Yeah, yeah. 
But I wonder, was that always finished down there? Or was there a time when it wasn't finished and so it was a little more creepy? I, as far as I can remember, it was always finished. Because I still remember when I was really young, our parents staying in the sewing room and someone in that room. Mm, yeah. But but I, I mean, that's just, I'm, I mean, I'm still fairly young so you'd have to ask some of our older <laughs> older <kids> maybe <laughs> i don't i don't ever remember it not being finished huh yeah yeah i think at one point like remember when they did the remodel on the back area there and yep. added that room like i think things got slightly improved but i think the room was the family room was always finished but oh. uh i think that it, the rest of it past the family room isn't as scary as it was yeah i don't know i just remember at the bottom of the stairs there you'd turn the corner and just before you went to that room there was that door that led under the under the stairs but like they had a they had a telephone there yeah oh that's right i remember that and then they had like a map of the yep yep and they had, I feel like they had like a map of the world right there. But they, they also had that one drawing that had G and G and G, and then like all the grandkids around it. Yes. Well, the map of the world had like where everybody went on their mission. Yeah, that's what it was. Yep. And all those family photos that had like spelled out stuff like home or something. Do you remember that one? Or like, may, or they're, maybe they're just like, you know, the picture like round. Oh. Yeah, the the mat of Wait. the frame was cut into a shape. Oh, yes. Cool. Yes. I don't remember that one. Yeah, that's true. Well, I think Mary and Chris made me have more fun adventures. Like Chris loves to do stuff outside and like go boating or razor riding or like snowmobiling. Like Chris loves all that kind of fun stuff. And so for me, like that was not something I was used to before. Like, yeah, I like to go outside and I like to go camping, but so it's been really fun. Like, and, you know, we talk about as a razor. I really like the razor because then I can be right next to Chris and we can chat while we're like driving down the <laughs> whatever. Like, it's just fun. That's so cool. cool. It's cool that you guys have something like that too, you know, to be able to go and do. And it's something that actually, I mean, at, at Lynette and Uncle Roger do the same thing quite a bit. Well, I don't know if it's quite a bit now, but I know they have one and, and they just go on trips. So mm-hmm. It's fun. Like, we usually go with some of our friends. Like, we used to go once a year and go down in southern Utah somewhere. Like, it's just really fun to go and do and see. And I just enjoy, like, seeing so many different places. Like, it's so cool to see nature and so many different amazing views. And it's so beautiful. <laughs> That's yeah, and it gives you it gives you a fun way to access it too. You know what I mean? You're yeah. not like being so jarred in a car that's really not made to <laughs> to go down somewhere. Right. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just a fun way. That's cool. Yeah. Uh what has been the hardest thing you've ever done? Doing hard things grows. Like you learn from doing hard things and then you realize you can do more hard things. And so I think in the beginning you think things are hard. And then you realize looking back, oh, that was hard then, but it wouldn't be now. So I Mm -hmm. think about like even in junior high, like when mom had all of her surgeries, that was hard. Like it was a hard thing. But then as like going on a mission is hard. Like and you have different experiences there that are really hard. Like you have high highs and really low lows because 
you know, like you have some amazing adrenaline and things that are awesome and the spirit is strong. And then you have some really crappy days, like when everybody is like turning you down and like, um, and I think for me, like some of the harder things that I've done, like getting through college, like, and put, you know, I think just sticking to it and saying, you know what, no, this is what I'm going to do. Like and being persistent with things. Um, I think, I don't know. I think that just life in general helps you build upon the next step so you can do it. Well, I, I, it's a good way to put that. Cause I always felt like, you know, that say, you know, the scripture that there's opposition in all things. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's definitely that understanding of, you know, we go through these hard things that maybe the next time when we do go through them, we have a better understanding that, Hey, I can do this and I will make it through this or mm-hmm. I can stick to it. And so those things that did seem hard at the time or those oppositions and, and it also makes you appreciate the good times too. Right. Right. Because you're like, all right, that was hard. And maybe I don't want to go through it again. <laughs> <laughs> But I can appreciate it and I can yeah. appreciate where I'm at now because of those. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think one of the harder things for me too is like, you know, being a member of the church and being older before you get married is hard. Like, yeah. It's, it's hard. one of those, those. Yeah. It's one of those. Uh, I, I call them traditions of our fathers. Yeah. <laughs> well, and older, like you were what, 32? Yeah. So but not I, really that old in I the view of the world. Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> I actually think I was 33 when I got married, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Emmy, how old were you? I was 21. Okay. I was young. Ariana so was young. 19. So. <laughs> I tell my kids, like, you better be 25 at least. When you get <laughs> I think the thing, though, like, that I had some amazing experiences that I don't know that I would have had if I'd gotten married earlier. Like, yeah. you know, moving around for college and studying and doing what, you know, what I wanted to do and having like that social and, you know, I feel like I really grew and developed who I was and my personality and like my strengths. Um, and obviously there's always room to grow still, but I just feel like I grew a lot. Like, yeah, it was hard and it sucked, you know, aging out of like a young singles ward. That's hard. Like, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I'm grateful for Chris and that I found Chris, even though we're both older <laughs> compared to the out here, Cammy. You know, <laughs> it, it's a good reminder that it's okay either way. It is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it really is. Like, I look at Ariana and I, and I was, so I was 25, which is, you know, Cammy, there you go. <laughs> I'm yeah. at your criteria. Well done. <laughs> and Ari- well, I, I take that back 24 and Ariana was 19. So she obviously was, was really young, but you know, that that's our circumstance. And you know, there's, there's definitely pros and cons. But then I look at like Katie and I'm like, you know what though? Like, it's a good reminder that it is okay. Really either way, whatever, uh-huh. whatever has came about in your life that you've gone through and, you've had those lessons, but now you have Chris and it's, it's amazing. And if someone still isn't married yet, you know, cause we have some that aren't cousin wise, it's okay. It is. And it's all about timing too. Like, and you know, things happen for a reason at the timing that they do. And I, I don't believe in coincidences. Yeah. Like I know that there's a timing for all things. So, and that's even like with Chris and I not being able to have kids, like it's really hard, 
but honestly, like, I'm really grateful that I have awesome nieces and nephews that live close. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that part. Sorry, Cammy. <laughs> no, no, it's good. No, I was just going to say, um, it it is kind of nice that you didn't get married right away because you did... Um, you had to figure out what you wanted and you didn't really have to think about anyone else and what they wanted and where they were in their career or whatever. It was just, well, this is what I want to do next. So I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And um, I think there's huge value in that. Yeah. And it does make you understand more about who you are. I would agree with that. Do you <laughs> want to talk more about fertility or no? Well, all we know that like if we wanted to have kids we could try IVF and with ICSI. But it's so expensive and there's no guarantee. Um yeah. so we're kind of at the end now though where we're like older where it really is not as viable, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so at this point it's really more like, well, Chris and I are grateful we have each other and we have our nieces and nephews and we'll spoil them rotten. and it does work out to our advantage (laughs) yeah it does and it works out to my my uh siblings and my in-laws like sibling-in-laws like advantage as well like because you know there's there's things that we do for them that we couldn't do if we had kids so and I honestly feel like I've had different like thoughts about this like you know if Chris and I had kids like there's certain things that we couldn't do that we do do now And I've had that distinct impression too, like, you know, yeah, I'd love to have kids, but at the same token, like I couldn't, I couldn't do the job I have now if I had kids. Like there are certain things in life that I couldn't do that I feel like I need to do or that I'm supposed to do if, if I had kids. So, yeah. Like, again, like we were talking about time and a place and it's okay, you know, one way or the other, it's still okay because you're able to still maybe not parent in traditional form but you are you know in your own way yeah yeah with nieces and nephews and a whole high school full of children exactly (laughs) and before that it was elementary schools full of children with a lot of really hard situations and you've been parenting for a long time yeah it's a little different though I think in some ways it's good and in some ways it's not because some ways I'm like, oh good, I get to send them home. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I would just like to have my own. Like, But no, it's awesome because like our nieces and nephews love Chris so much. Like, It's fun to see mm-hmm. like the excitement like and how excited they get when Chris comes in the razor to get them and like they all just want to go and it's, it's really fun. So. That is so fun. Well, Katie, is there anything else you would like the Price family to know? You guys are all welcome to come and visit Chris and I anytime. <laughs> Heck yeah. So even if you're Love just it. on your way to Yellowstone, you can stop and spend the night if you want. <laughs> That's a good invitation. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm just excited to hear everybody else's story and journey. Like it's fun to hear people's life story. <laughs> you, and you laugh. Your laugh is contagious. I love it's it. It's a good laugh. I agree. My biggest dream, honestly, is to have kids one day, but probably yeah. in the next life. So there you go. Yeah. I hope you do. We appreciate you guys 
listening to the podcast. We look forward to interviewing all of you. And as Grandma Price would say, see you in the morning.